Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. I got a sermon I believe you're going to totally enjoy. It's dealing with the doctrine of forgiveness. I actually call it the superstructure of salvation, the doctrine of forgiveness. Do you realize we serve a God who delights in mercy? Think about that for a minute. His ability and willingness to forgive makes him absolutely unique and beyond comparison. Call a friend. Tell them to turn that television. I don't care how bad they've been. I don't care what they've done. Jesus can wash that away. You're going to be blessed. Take, get a pencil and paper. Make some notes. This superstructure of salvation, this doctrine of forgiveness. My God, it's so wonderful. And he don't remember you. He wash it all away. Watch this. Be blessed. You're going to learn something today. So Micah, chapter 7. I want to read something, he's, he's, and he's just frustrated. But he sees something in God that very few people can see, and that is Micah chapter 7, verse 18. He says this, Who is a God like unto thee, that pardoneth iniquity, passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again, he will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou will cast, and thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Now, I really believe when he was writing that, I think Michael was thinking about when Pharaoh and his armies were drowned in the depths of the sea. I know of a person had a just a true story, had a very, very expensive watch. And he went fishing with it. Let me show you the depth of the sea. See, there's places, even now, we may have been to the moon. We're trying to get to Mars. But we can't get to some of the deepest parts of the ocean because of the pressurization that's there. We might send, we did get down to one of the lowest places, but then the windows started cracking on this piece of machinery because of the amount of pressure that is. Well, he was out fishing. He went out there. And he slapped his hand and the watch went in the ocean, never to be remembered again. <laughs> Can't go that far. That's how your sin is. Man can't get to it. This is what God, this unique person called God in the form of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. This superstructure of salvation which he calls the doctrine of forgiveness. And I want to deal with that this morning. So write this down if you're taking notes. God is incomparable, for none can do as he does. Let me say that again. God is incomparable. Who could you compare him with? God is incomparable, for none can do as he does. Why? Because he is absolute uniqueness. He's not just unique. He is absolute uniqueness. You cannot compare him with anything, anywhere, anyhow, at any time. He's so far above it. And when he created you, he knew you'd mess up, but he knew he would take your sin, wash it away, bury it in the sea, pardon your iniquity in every area of your life, if you just repent, if you just asked him. Now that's unique. This, I mean, he's so unique in all of it. Think about what he does. 
and how he does it and what he wants to do for you. My theme this year was, what can I do for thee? What shall I do for thee? He's just wanting to do something for you, spiritually, physically, and financially. Watch this. The church world can't handle it. They fight prosperity, and you need it. They fight healing, and you're sick. But this God, this unique, absolute person called God said, I'll heal you. I'll save you. I'll forgive you. I love you. I delight in mercy. I will forget my anger. I will do everything to get you to me. The Philistine God, Dagon, didn't do that. He killed you. No one could compare to the God we serve. And I personally, no one can compare to the Christianity Jesus taught. Think about what he did. So let me say it again. The God is incomparable for none can do as he does. And why? Because he is absolute uniqueness. Write this down. The fact of his ability to forgive. Let me say it again. The fact of his ability to forgive removes the Lord far beyond the sphere of comparison. He will forgive. I mean, it's amazing to me what he does. The worst sinner, the worst killer, a serial killer, he will forgive if they ask for forgiveness. Let me say it again. The fact of his ability to forgive removes the Lord far beyond the sphere of comparison. Why would God save Jesse Duplantis, a heathen of heathens, a chief of sinners, who enjoyed sin greatly, who didn't care about anyone but himself, who would do anything to get to the top before he was born again. Even the removal of his wife on the day of your marriage, I am going to do this, and if you can't do it, you can leave today. That's sad, isn't it? It's not that I didn't love her. It had nothing to do with that. I was completely saturated with ambition. To do, and I didn't care what I needed to do to get that done. Nothing. I was willing to do it. That's why the La Cosa Nostra, the mafia said, he could be one of us because you got in my way. That man you're talking about, God buried that sucker to never rise again. Me. I would do whatever it took. What a smile on my face. He said, well, I can't be. Well, you never met that man. And you never will. You see what I'm saying? See, this comparable God. And when I said, Lord, forgive me. Whatever Billy says, Billy Grant. Boom! took my sin and put it behind it, put it in the seat, pardoned all my iniquities, made me the righteousness of God, all happening in an instant. This unique God, that's what Micah was seeing in the midst of all his sin. That's what I see today with everything going wrong. With everybody going, everybody crazy. I just look at this unique God said, they have no idea what he will do if they let him. Let me get these two points to you again. God is incomparable, for none can do as he does. Why? 
because he is absolute uniqueness. You ought to underline that in your notes. Absolute. And then the second point, the fact of his ability to forgive removes the Lord far beyond the sphere of comparison. Let me tell you why. Because see, forgiveness is contrary. And let me just say it perfectly. Forgiveness is contrary to the nature of all things. It's contrary. The nature of all things, it's payback time. That's why you had to put in the Bible, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I mean, I even tried to twist that. I tried to spin it. I said, I ain't looking for vengeance. I just want a little justice. Yeah, but I wanted to do the justice. You see what I'm saying? No, I had an agenda. Forgiveness is really, it's contrary to the nature of all things. It's very hard to forgive. Jesus said, what is easy to say that, that, uh, that, that I forgive your sins or take them in your bed and walk? It was hard for Jesus, but that you may know that the Son of Man had power upon the earth to forgive sins. Get up and get out of here. And he healed him and forgave him of his sins. Then he gave something to the apostles and to you under the certain, at certain times and anointings that what sins you remit would be remitted and what sins you retain would be retained. Trust you enough to speak like he speaks, talk like he talks, act like he acts because you're made in his image and in his likeness. This superstructure of salvation called the doctrine of forgiveness. You see that? Am, am I, this is a prelude to what I'm trying to get to here. Just a minute, I'm going to get heavy into this, but I want you to understand that. See, if a person breaks the law, write this down. If a person breaks the law, the world never quite forgives that person. Why? They have a record. You can see it. He saved, but he went to prison. You can see with the flip of the hand. He went to prison. A smirk on his face. Now, I know he's saved, but we've got to watch him. And that's true in one sense. But you see, forgiveness has to produce forgetfulness. That's what God did. Suck it. Let me say it again. If a person breaks the law, the world never quite forgives him. You got a record. And he, I don't care what you've done. They'll say, well, you know, he's back with the Lord, but you know what he did? Do you know what happened in 1933? No, I wasn't born. My daddy was barely a little baby. No. See, that's what the world, that's what the world says. Uh, even though you have paid for your transgression, you may have went to prison, you may have went to, you paid for it. But the world doesn't just quite forgive you. Because you go to get a job, they want to know where you, what you've done in your past. You see, that's the man's way of doing things. But God, this God, this unique God, and he did it all through the death, burial, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. He did it through the weakness of a person, which Satan could not understand. He said, if we would have known, we'd have never crucified him. He didn't know. Why? Because he has never forgotten either. He doesn't know what forgiveness is. He doesn't understand salvation. See what I'm saying? Which means soundness. 
So if a person breaks the law, the world will never quite forgive him. You see, people get mad at me because I like Ephesians 5, 1 working in my life. Be you therefore imitators of God as dear children. So I like to delight in mercy. I've had many opportunities to get back at people because of a position I, I, I attained in my ministry, people that hurt me, and I could have nailed them to the wall because without sounding prideful, Eric, I have a voice. You see what I'm saying? And I've had people ask me to use it against, and I've refused to do that. Why? Because I would become like the world. The reason why I don't want to do those things, I don't want to become you. I don't want to become what I hate. You see what I'm saying? You see, so what I do is I, I look like Micah. I will look to this unique, absolute unique God. And if he delighteth in mercy, and if he pardoneth iniquity, if he throws sin behind him, and he throws in the depths of the sea never to be remembered, and so will Jesse, because I'm made in his image and I'm made in his likeness. Are you understanding that? Even though in the natural, I have a right to do some things I could do. But I'm not natural. I lost that part too. Because God put his super on my natural. That superstructure of salvation. The doctrine of forgiveness. Write this down. The gospel is not a system of do's and don'ts. The gospel is not a system of do's and don'ts. Or sanction and prohibition. Or sanction and prohibition. But what is it? But a charter of freedom, whom the Son is set free, is free indeed. Do you know I can remember my sin and God can't? Isn't that amazing? Let me say it again. The gospel is not a system of do's and don'ts or sanction and prohibition, but a charter of freedom. People get mad at me because I'm a free man. But whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I like being free. I enjoy being free. It is actually a good representation of being a Christian. Why are you so free? Well, he made me free. Yeah, but you ought to be suffering. You ought to be mad at somebody. Let's go split a church somewhere. No, I'm not doing that. Why? I'm free. Free. Free at last. Can you hear it? Free at last. Thank God. Oh, thank who? The movement? No. Come on, listen. That's what he was saying. Thank God Almighty, because only Almighty can do this. Free at last. That's a charter there. Something happened. Yeah. See, so the gospel is not a system of do's and don'ts. If you do this or you don't do that, you're going to be with us. Or sanction and prohibition. We're going to sanction that person. We're going to put prohibition on them. No, it's a charter of freedom. Love your enemies. Oh, how can you do that? By the superstructure of salvation and the doctrine of forgiveness. That's how you do that. Bless those that curse you. Whoo, how can you do that? Delight in mercy. Like I've had people just curse me. I said, you can't hate me as much as I love you. Oh, that'd make a matter. But it's the truth. You see, so I refuse to preach you do's and don'ts. I just tell you what the truth says. What is the truth? Sin will destroy you. 
the old cliche, sinner take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, charge you more than you want to pay. I think somebody said that many, many, many years ago. And that's so true. Sin is very expensive. Yeah. See, and you have to understand that a lot of things you tell God that you did in the past, he don't have the foggiest idea what you're talking about. Not only has he forgot it, it has become non-existent. See that? This God of absolute uniqueness. So let me say it again. The gospel is not in a system of do's and don'ts. Some of you out there watching in different countries, you get this. Or sanction and prohibition. But a charter of freedom. See, that's how apartheid started in South Africa. The, watch this. It came from the Dutch Reformed Church. You wouldn't think that come from the church. And those Dutch people wanted Africa so bad that they even formed their own language called Afrikaans to suppress and subdue and put down the black man of that nation. But some man stood up, Nelson Mandela. Went to jail for 30 years, but he didn't change him. Why? What, what was in him? This unique ability to forgive. And when he got in power, boy, a lot of people got, they said, boy, you're going to get back. No, no. I'm not going to do what they did to us. You see him going to the big stadium. And that, that was nothing but a white group of athletes. And they said they wanted to shut it down. He wouldn't. He backed it. Why? Because he was looking through the eyes of God Almighty. And that's what made him a great man. You see what I'm saying? Was he perfect? No. Are you? It has nothing to do with perfection. It has to do with what God's already done. Are y'all getting this? I, I, I want to slow down enough for you to understand it because you may have some old skeletons that it's time for house cleaning. Mm. How do you know when it happens? It's what's happening in the world today. Moral deterioration. Write this down. Moral deterioration is always a record of heart alienation from God. Moral deterioration is always a record of heart alienation from God. You can take, you can say that, well, you can see when people start getting away from God, sin becomes rampant, murder. We don't care because there's not standard. Ladies and gentlemen, sin will send you to hell. God don't want you to go to hell. Or, you know, a loving God would not send a person to hell. He didn't. They did. You know, that's so true, ladies and gentlemen. Why do you think God is so willing to forgive us? He wants us to be in communion with him here and in heaven. Listen, just because God wants to forgive us doesn't mean it's easy for him. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 5, Jesus said, what is easier to say? To forgive your sins or rise up and walk? Let me tell you, it's not easy because sin's a terrible thing. But he has the ability to do it and he will. Isn't it amazing that you and I remember our sins, but God can't? 
I can remember the junk I've done, but God can't. Now that's the superstruction of salvation. It's a superstructure. It is powerful. See, it's the doctrine of, of forgiveness. That freedom for me and freedom for you. And free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. That's what uh, Martin Luther King said. But Jesus said, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. That's the gospel. That's the charter of freedom. Think about that. Isn't that a blessing of God? Maybe you've been watching, you want that freedom. Say, Brother Jesse, I am struggling. Well, it's time to quit. Maybe you've never experienced this kind of forgiveness. Somebody's always bringing up something. Jesus wants to set you free. Father, I pray for people now. I ask you to forgive them of all their sin, iniquity, and trespass. They believe with their heart, they confess with their mouth that you rose from the dead. Wash away their sin like you washed mine away, Father. I can't thank you enough for that. Thank you for doing that right now. Give me a new brother and a sister in the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. If you just prayed that prayer with him, you didn't have to say the words. You just said it out of your heart. You're born again. All your past went like this. Boom. Gone. And let me tell you, I know he can do it because he forgave me of all my sin. Kathy's coming right now with some great glorious moments. I love that segment because they're truly glorious. Those are your testimonies that we read. So Kathy, take it away. Bless God. Bless me. Bless the people. Hello, I'm so excited to read this testimony that was sent to us from Missouri. I was first introduced to a video of Jesse in 1997. It was his close encounters of the God kind. I was captivated by the way Brother Jesse brought his messages to life in me. I realize now that it was the Spirit of God reaching out to me through him. I was around 15 years old then. Life and many poor choices led me into addiction of all kinds, drugs, alcohol, and women but I always tried to follow Brother Jesse. Even in my darkest days, his messages always held sway in my thoughts. 10 years ago, I met my wife and I quit almost every addiction when we had our firstborn son. Alcohol was the thing that I could, wouldn't let go, which almost destroyed my family, my health, and my sanity until April 17th of last year. I was drinking that day and blacked out. My wife took our three kids and left me alone in the middle of the night. I woke up crying, shamed, and hungover. That same day, I finally did something I thought I would never do. I researched and found an inpatient treatment center to help me find my freedom again. On April 20th, 2021, was my first sober day in over 20 years. I praise God because today I'm still sober, living in recovery and grateful for everything and every second that I have. God has delivered me and brother Jesse has always been like a spiritual father to me, even though we have never met. Praise God for all that he has done and continues to do. I give it to the Lord. In him, all things or possible. You know, Mark 9, 23 in the NLT says, anything is possible if a person believes. I hope that this powerful testimony has encouraged your heart today. You can experience the freedom that comes from knowing Jesus Christ today. Just ask him into your, your, his, your heart and he will come in. God bless you today. Do you know we are part of God's plan? And he said that we would do the work that Jesus did and greater. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 2022 is the year for you to possess all that God has promised you. Raise your expectation. 
God has given you the ability to produce. Let's go do the work. I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. I hope you're enjoying this message, this doctrine of forgiveness, the superstructure of salvation. And this is only part one. Part two is coming next week. The reason why we ask for partners in this ministry is so we can get people saved, so we can knock out their past. My Lord, start a new present and have a wonderful future. That's why we ask you to be a partner to this ministry. And I want to thank all my partners for being so courteous and kind. You've heard me say this probably thousands of times. We've been preaching 46 years and we've never had a financial deficit. Why? My wonderful statement. I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. See, trust gets people into the kingdom of God. Think about that. So if you're not a partner, pray about becoming one. You've heard me say it for every dollar given this ministry. I want a soul into the kingdom. I could have retired years ago, but I am not retiring. Bless God. My mission is expanding like crazy because you know what? We're bringing joy. We're bringing peace and we're bringing freedom from the Lord Jesus Christ. We're also offering my message this month for your August partnership. A wonderful message called Christianity is a revealed religion. It's revealed to you. It's revelation. This is so powerful that it will open your eyes to who you are in Christ. People know about Christ, but do you know who you are in Christ? You'll find out how Jesus' death and resurrection provided all that you need to live this divine life here and now. To get your copy, just go to jdm.org for all the ordering information. You'll get it all right there. It will bless you. I want to thank you, partners. Man, I tell you what, I take that serious, your partnership. We pray for you every day, 30, 60, and 100 fold. The anointing of increases on me. I don't care how bad this world's getting out there with this inflation stuff. This anointing of increases on me. So you know what's going to happen? You're going to get inflated. What do I mean by inflate? You're going to make more. You're going to receive more. But you got to sow seed to do that. Now, people say, well, I don't believe that. Then don't, then don't do it. You ever heard a preacher say that? Don't. I don't want you to give. You don't want to give. Don't. But if you enjoy, do. And we'll take 100% of we debt-free, ladies and gentlemen. We know nothing of debt around here. Since 1982, I want you to be like that. If I can be like that, I know you can be like that. So thank you for being a partner today. Don't miss next week. Part two is coming. The superstructure of salvation, the doctrine of forgiveness. Till next week, God bless you. See you. God bless. Bye-bye. Be filled with the presence of God as you watch Jesse and Kathy's anointed messages of faith. Receive free instant access to these powerful teachings today by downloading the JDM app. You will be able to stream hundreds of sermons on your smart TV, your web browser, and any mobile device. You will also have access to our weekly TV show and much more. Download the JDM app today. Available on Google Play, the Apple Store, Roku TV, and more. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I got a new product for you entitled The Two Kinds of Christians. There are two. There's some people that go to a church, but they're not in the church. Vast difference. There's two kinds of Christians and you need to be the right one. I hope you can order this today. The Two Kinds of Christians will be a blessing to you. 
It will give you revelation of knowledge and you'll know what to do, when to do it, where to do it, and how to do it. Get it today. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily change a person's character or nature. See, that's what confuses people. Okay, let's say they're drinking a lot and they got saved, or they're doing drugs and they got saved. They're so excited. They came to the altar, they cried, shouted, praise God, hallelujah, they got saved. They can't understand when they walked out the church why they have the temptation to want to drink again. 